Wait, I got it. There we go. We're now we're ready to go. Open your mouth, prepare your tongue, because you're about to get a taste. I cannot believe we've gone 12 episodes without me being able to talk about Final Fantasy. Well, I know the doll is bad, so I gotta think the dusty balloon is less bad. I mean, if all life everywhere ends, what have I that's lost? Facial hair as a theme is not something I ever would have chosen. So, yeah, that's the one that Rock is just sweaty the whole time. Yeah. He's got that good, good pointy Jafar beard. <laughs> I've got three pages of AMA citations. This is the Debate This Podcast. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about spooky comics, spooky, scary video games, and how none of us went to see the Joker movie. So now for something completely different. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we were, we were super going to go see that movie, and then the internet happened. <laughs> yes, the internet did indeed happen. <laughs> I liked it better when it was called The King of Comedy or Taxi Driver. Or the same as yeah, Todd Phillips is a monster. Uh, So because Todd Phillips is a monster, our next stop on the Spooktacular Express, and I have a note for Matt to Matt to just add a horn sound here. Whoop whoop! Perfect. All right. Uh, We're we're gonna head back into the dubious catacombs of open source amateur horror fiction that is creepy pastas. Yeah. Woo. Thanks for that. Thanks for that muted applause. Woo! I'll put in. There. I'll put in real. Well, I was gonna put in real applause. No, that no, we got it. it. We got it. Don't give him that. So, so those of you just joining us, last year uh, we started as our for our inaugural Spooktacular Express. We talked about a rumor where Pokemon killed children. Um, rumor. We talked about. <laughs> we uh, we talked about a story about a copy of a Majora's Mask haunted by a boy that drowned. Um, we talked about a Pokemon hack where you murder everybody in the game and then your one Pokemon named Ghost kills you. Spoilers. And finally, Petscop. The game's so <laughs> horrifying, all you really need to do is refer to it by name. Hey, if you were curious, the finale of Petscop just posted last week. Shut the front oh, no door. Way. Yeah. Why are amazing. we not why are we not talking about that? Because I don't have time. I've spent too much time <laughs> looking at Five Nights at Freddy's videos. I can't yeah. do Petscop too. Matt's, Matt's already <laughs> seen the cosmic truth. <laughs> he can't do it anymore. Maybe maybe I'll go I'll go catch it and we'll do like a quick update before the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh well until we until we do that, uh we've got a couple more uh score stories. We scoured the internet to bring you two more of the internet's best in video game ghost stories. Uh, So Matt, why don't you take it away? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I am going to talk about the story known as misfortune.gb. What's interesting about this creepypasta is this is a glitch that you all very well may have. Um, So do any of you guys have... Well, let let me start with this. Do any of you guys have a Game Boy Color? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, do any of you guys still have the cartridge for one of these five games? Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Pokemon Red, Spud's Adventure, Poochie, Poochie Carrot, um, and Atelier Marie. The only one I had was Poochie Carrot. I have heard of two of those games. I sold all of my Poochie's Carrot cartridges. <laughs> no, I had Red I had red and Link's Awakening. I yeah, can, I had, I I had can pull this off. I just said Red, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, questionably, Pokemon Yellow. 
Um, but those five cartridges, parentheses, maybe six cartridges for Pokemon Yellow, are supposed to be the cartridges that contain the game. The Infinity Stones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say the game Misfortune.gb, but um, the Infinity Stones is better, so we'll go with that headcanon. Uh, anyway, Misfortune is an obscure game for the original Game Boy. Since no known hard copies of, or ROMs exist, all information about the game is derived from personal accounts and scant assemblage of screenshots. The game does not contain any credits, and whoever created it is still unknown to this day. The few people who have experienced it consider it to be one of the scariest video games ever made, and that line is, I think, copy-pasted from every creepypasta about a video game ever. <laughs> That's, we need, we're we're going to need a source citation there. Yeah, right. Uh, given its age and cult following among rare horror game enthusiasts, it's entirely possible that authors of widely known creepypastas such as Sonic.exe and Lavender Town Syndrome drew inspiration from Misfortune. Hmm. Also, Sonic.exe is a creepypasta that I did not it's find today. Wild. Is it really? It's wild. <laughs> It's it's not good. It's just <laughs> it's but it is insane. Yeah, as all Sonic things are wanting to do, it what makes these creepy pastas so good is the amount of fan like content that's based on them. Yeah. You know, like the sources are just fine on their own, but the images and the hacks that people make and the Sonic.exe one probably has one of the biggest followings, short of like Ben Drowned. I'll have to find that and read that because I've never read Sonic.exe and it's super off brand for this podcast to avoid an opportunity to talk about Sonic in this way. Uh, anyway, back to Misfortune. Let's talk about the story and the concept of this game. The player controls what appears to be a young boy in a strange gothic building. After brief exploration, the player is confronted by a malevolent being. Despite the character never identifying itself, some people, sitting notable, citing notable similarities, claim that it may be a representation of Baphomet, Beelzebub, or even the devil. Um, also, I think all three of those things are pretty much the same thing. Um, creepypasta yes. word expansion. Yes. Someone, someone <laughs> will tell us how, why they're not. Yeah. Because they're, they're not, but they are. Someone <laughs> will, but that someone isn't me. I think Baphomet <laughs> is not... Baphomet is not... Satan, but um, Oh, I thought they both were like Um, lesser demons. Baphomet is a deity that the Knights Templar were accused of worshipping. I I I think Beelzebub's a lesser demon or something. Go on, Cat. It doesn't matter. matter. Man, those were all words. Anyway, upon meeting the mysterious creature, a dialogue box will appear with the text, I exist within the very fabric of reality. Do you want to challenge me? This is followed by a yes or no choice. Should the player choose yes, the being replies, then let's begin. If you choose no and wait half an hour, you get like the Far Cry 4 ending. Yeah, there it is. The guy just quits. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say this. This just sounds like the end of a Final Fantasy game. Actually, I think if you choose no, you get a free pizza from Pizza Hut. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah. Um, So gameplay of this glitch ROM hack thing. The player is then transported to a series of maze-like rooms each filled with pit drops, locked doors, keys, and traps. The objective for the player is to progress through each room by either reaching the stairs to the next level or solving another kind of puzzle. This can include answering riddles or choosing correct doors or pathways. The most well-known example is in a level where four small cabins are shown on screen and a dialogue box will appear that reads, 
Choose wrong, and misfortune will befall your loved ones. Are you ready to play? Good. <laughs> Should the player ever make a mistake throughout the game, the screen will cut to black before showing a more detailed image of the demon along with the dialogue box reading, I am God here, in what appears to be <laughs> oh. blood-styled writing. So that, that escalated. If you were waiting for the turn, there it is. I love this picture that you've put in our chat, and we'll, we'll, have, we'll make sure that we can upload it too when we upload the episode, but it's so adorable. Right? It's like a cute little like Bulbasaur pig man. There's a little chibi devil. Like, yeah, a little chibi devil. I love it. Yeah, so that is a screenshot, um, allegedly, from Misfortune. They, that, that little chibi devil exists within reality, Andrew, and is God I here. I hope so. <laughs> also is God here. Uh, so there are some alleged side effects to this game, because this is a creepypasta. Rumors pertaining to the game's alleged harmful side effects began to surface on the internet around the late 1990s. Players claimed to have begun experiencing ongoing depression and dread shortly after losing and seeing the game over screen. Once prominent members of online forums who told such claims are thought to have died or disappeared when they suddenly became inactive without warning. Heated discussions soon dominated these forums for some time, but the mystery never seemed to be getting any closer to being solved. Some wrote the whole thing off as a tasteless practical joke, Others believe that viewing the image of the evil character after losing the game can really cause the player to experience misfortune as the game's antagonist promised. Soon people began to speculate that the eerie soundtrack of the game was the cause. Sorry, I had to take a burp break. I'm drinking a Natter Day. <laughs> <laughs> natter Day. Crisp, refreshing Natter Day. We'll make that to cue to put in some really spooky music to yeah. overdo that. Yes. <laughs> natter Day or nothing. Uh, so... Let's talk about the soundtrack. The music in the game consisted of a deep, buzzy tones, off-key melodies. That's not a sentence. The music in the game consisted of deep, buzzy tones, off-key melodies. Um, thank you. There's got to be a comma in there somewhere. Oh, there are. There are no less than two commas. <laughs> there, there are. I'm, I'm on the same wiki you are, I think, Matt. And yeah, that's just a bad typo. There's yeah. an and that belongs in there. Right. Uh, the game had a remarkably unsettling soundtrack, despite composition being limited to the 8-bit Game Boy Sound Bank. The Game Over screen had especially erratic, almost nauseating music with a very high frequency that accompanied it. Rumor has it that this very track could somehow influence moods and thought patterns. Of all the tracks in this game, only the theme that players... Whoa. Of all the tracks in the game, only the theme that plays when first meeting the demonic entity can be found on the internet today. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have a, can we get a copy of that? Let's splice that in there. Yeah. If, you're, if your sound editor does his job, it'll be playing behind Matt's whole monologue here. So Perfect. Yeah. Um, so availability. Searching for playable ROMs or cartridges online is futile because none exist. In fact, most of those <laughs> I just, resistance is futile. Um, in fact, most of those who have played it directly hadn't sought out looking for it, but rather stumbled upon it by accident. According to firsthand accounts, certain copies of various Game Boy titles contain misfortune in its entirety. The means for accessing it through these games vary, but typically involve exploiting glitches or using cheating devices. Although some had detailed what they thought done. Whoa, 
good lord. Although some <laughs> had detailed what they had done to trigger misfortune to start, attempts by others using the same methods had always failed. Another common observation was that many of the sprites in Misfortune had been copied from its host games. Misfortune is known to be integrated into the following, the five cartridges I listed earlier, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Pokemon Red, Spud's Adventure, Poochie Carrot, uh, and Atelier Marie, which is apparently a Japan-only game. And What a weird smattering of games. I gotta tell you, Matt, when you said Poochie Carrot earlier not i not didn't how expect I imagined it yeah this was spelled. not how i expected either word spelled <laughs> yeah right so so much so i'm like doubting you're pronouncing it right <laughs> i don't know that i am to Go be completely on. honest P- with you pookie uh, karat <laughs> well i know the second word is carrot because that's how gold is measured and such but um pookie, the japanese the japanese is it might be uh pookie karato look at look at matt the gold expert <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Welcome back to Talking Tungsten with Todd Thomas. <laughs> uh, I remember that. So let me get into the closing thoughts of this wiki article. For this section, I'm going to be speaking to you a lot less impartially and a lot more personally. It's important you read this part. Not me. This is the person writing the wiki. We, we got it, bud. Yeah, yeah, just wanted to clarify. Uh, now, is the game really cursed? Does a specter really bide within and snare the innocent in its deadly game? Who knows? What I do know is that the game definitely exists. I also know what it can do. I've never played it myself, you see, but I knew someone who did. A good friend of mine, actually. We were closer than brothers, and we told each other everything. He was the most enthusiastic, outgoing guy I ever met, and like me, he was really Uh into video games. Uh oh. Sure enough, one day he told me that he had found a spooky new side game hidden in Pokemon. He showed it to me, and even back then it gave me an odd feeling. Though, to be fair, I was easily scared. Oh, this is such a creepypasta. Yeah. The writing is just so creepypasta. Go on, Matt. I think that creepypastas must have like a quota on commas, because only in creepypastas <laughs> yeah. do I see such excessive comma usage. Have you never submitted your own creepypasta, Matt? When you go to submit it, it counts, and it's like you don't have enough commas. You need at least twelve more commas in this to submit <laughs> it. Says, to creepypasta. It says, "Don't worry, yeah. we we inputted twenty five percent more commas for you." We got you, it. Have, you have to write it as though you are sharing lore with other, yelling at other nerds on a message board. That's the whole purpose. Mm, that, yeah, that's accurate. Got it. Soon after, he started talking less and less. Later, he'd either ignore my calls or tell me he was sick or busy when I invited him out. He became something of a recluse. I did still sometimes get to see him at high school, but he rarely spoke and snapped at me when I pried too much over why he was acting that way. About a month later, before he got off the train after school, he said goodbye for the first time in weeks. I'll never forget the look he gave me that day. He was the macho, nothing-gets-to-me type of guy. And he always masked his emotions really well. But now he had a face filled with grief, like he was about to cry. He made me promise him one thing before he left. That I never play that game. And that was the last time we spoke. The next morning, they found his scratched and bloodied corpse hanging from his disassembled weight Whoa! machine. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. What a turn! <laughs> Oh boy! Um, All right, uh, zero to sixty. <laughs> scratched and bloody corpse from his disassembled weight machine. 
The police concluded that he managed to lift 220 pounds of weights over his head with the cord still attached, looped it around his neck, and released it over the other side of the machine, causing his strangulation as the weight on the other side yanked him upward. Holy shit! The most horrible detail was that he was found with his hands clutching the inside of the makeshift noose as if he were trying to tug it loose. That was it. The case was closed. What? Wait. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually, I don't think that detective work is very good. The the implication is that he didn't commit suicide, but the the game demon did this to him, and he tried to stop it. Is that what this? I think that's what it's implying. This nameless storyteller is t- saying. Okay. Sounds right. Personally, I don't believe that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that conjecture. If you were a collector or perhaps just heard the legend and want to experience the game for yourself, you should reconsider. Even if you deny the existence of demons and curses, the misfortune that will befall you is very real. You have been warned. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so that is the creepypasta of misfortune.gb. And interestingly enough i didn't just like sit here and read the wiki about misfortune.gb to you this wiki page is the creepypasta itself like the creepypasta is intentionally written as a wiki page um and it's sort of i think does a really good job of blurring the lines of like how much of this is real how much of this is fake Mm -hmm. i was curious so i just like straight up googled is misfortune.gb real um which took me to um WTF has happened to games.blogspot.com a post from Saturday June 15th of 2013 misfortune.gb is real how to find it with pokemon yellow yeah um but that's like that's like what's fun that's one of the most fun things about these stories i think is the fact that it kind of evokes the 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 mew truck kind of mentality yeah, right which yeah. is like the, yeah the the early video game, like pre or very early internet era, yeah. where where everything was like, no, this is real. This is totally real. Yeah. You can do this. I have a screenshot. You yeah. Know? yeah. All you have to do is use use push on the the truck and muse under that. Here's a screenshot it's, of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's strength. Yeah. Strength. My <laughs> go right, nerd. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Um, well, and it's it's interesting too, you know, because like you can go on YouTube and there's misfortune.gb gameplay and all sorts of screenshots um i'll read a little bit of this blogspot article because i think it's interesting uh i'm going to begin with a little history here just over a year ago i was reading through some online creepypastas i always search the internet for these stories because i'm very into discovering new weird and wonderful things hidden in some of our favorite titles out there for the most part the stories i read were badly written and completely made up however one in particular caught my eye (laughs) Misfortune.gb. This was an article claiming that inside some of our classic, most cherished Game Boy games from the past, there was another game hidden somewhere in the cartridges. This was mentioned on some old blogs that dated back over eight years ago, and I was intrigued having nothing better to do with my life except play games and write articles on games I've played. I decided to have a little search for this hidden game to see if it was legit. As it turned out, it was. I'm going to try I'm going to give a step-by-step guide on how I discovered this so the reader Jesus, I can't read. 
I'm going to give a step-by-step guide on how I discovered this so the readers of this article can give it a try too. But first, there are some important things I will mention right now. Firstly, Misfortune.gb is said to be hidden in Pokemon Red, Link's Awakening, Atelier Marie, and Spud's Adventure. I will tell you right now that I've never found Misfortune.gb in any of those, and I believe, and believe me, I tried. A lot. I don't know if these games have it really well hidden and I missed an important sequence or something, or if it was a mistake. I believe it probably in those I believe it probably is in those games somewhere, but I myself had no luck with it. My luck came with Pokemon Yellow. Secondly, upon finding Misfortune.gb, I only went a few rooms, then quit the emulator. There are rumors that playing the game is dangerous if you lose at if you lose at it, and being superstitious, I decided against taking that risk. Interestingly enough, apparently Blogspot has a cap on how many commas you can use. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry, I can't tell you how the game ends if you get through it, because I have no idea. But hopefully this guide will help you access it so you can see for yourselves. Finally, and this is very important, accessing Misfortune.gb from Pokemon Yellow is not easy. I got it to work only twice and have not been able to do it again since. However, the times I did, uh, I did manage to do it. I followed the sequence, which I've written down here. It seems to have m- maybe a one in 40 chance of ap- actually warping you to misfortune.gb if you follow these steps. I'm not sure why it only works sometimes. My thoughts are perhaps I'm missing a valuable detail on how most playthrough on most playthroughs, which other times I've completed allowing it to work properly good lord like i said i have nothing better to do than that play games and write articles on them which is why i must have spent months playing over and over through pokemon yellow and red looking for this anyway that's all i have to say about that and perhaps you'll have better luck with it please note that what i've written down here and exactly what i did to access the game and i'm not entirely sure which parts are important and must be done and which parts are unimportant so I'm just giving you it all. And then it goes through a whole shitload of directions at the end. It says that his total playtime before Misfortune launched was 3.39 hours. Um, and then it's signed by some guy named Dan. So thanks, Dan. Yep. Thanks, Dan. Let's, um, let's get Dan on the podcast. My No, I don't want Dan on the podcast because my <laughs> hot take is if you're going to write a whole article about about like finding this hidden haunted yeah. game and don't even have the courage to play through the yeah. game because you're play more superstitious. Than an hour of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Your, your bloodline is weak and your and your ancestors will forget you. <laughs> your <laughs> bloodline is weak. <laughs> you also have bad you also have the wrong priorities because you exactly. spent way more time you've spent way more time investigating and writing about it and putting it out into the world than just playing it. You monster yeah, yeah exactly all right dan sucks He's what not a on the waste podcast. of an article dan <laughs> get out of here dan i do i just want to like to i guess for my closing thoughts agree with you andrea i think it is really cool and fun how creepy pastas like spin all of this fan involvement and really oh, like yeah. coattail like this i mean i remember searching for things in pokemon games and trying to find things that weren't there and and stuff like that so it's always interesting when you can find other articles that have this sort of stuff written into it the other thing that I think is really interesting is that this creepypasta, so that Dan's article came out in 2013, and he said that this creepypasta surfaced on the internet eight years before that, which would mean it's been almost 15 full years since Misfortune.gb showed up on the internet. 
Wow. Uh, and this is all about effectively rooting through game code and finding back doors and, um, you know, creating this creepy understory of our favorite games by backdooring your way through glitches and to uh, to debate this week's from now, not two real world weeks, but to debate this week's from now, uh, we will release our Five Nights at Freddy's lore flavor text, which talks excessively about finding backdoor finding easter eggs in, yeah yeah f- through rooting through the code yeah yeah so i just think it's interesting that 15 years ago this like secret hidden glitch game was an idea on the internet and now 15 years later it is being made into games and games revolving entirely around that idea to create the horror that we created in our own minds Every idea you have just leads to the future. Something existential. What I what I love about and this is this is dumb and I'm the idea that this there's a whole other game hidden on Game Boy cartridges when like they couldn't fit they couldn't even fit all of Pokemon Red on its own ga- on its own <laughs> game cartridge, let alone a whole other game. Like Pokemon Red and Blue are so buggy because it couldn't fit on the game and there's no way there's <laughs> <Right>. like a <laughs> like demonic game. haunted game hidden on that cartridge. Cause yeah, the Pokemon red itself didn't fit on that cartridge. That's all. That's really funny. Todd, do you have any wrap up hot takes on misfortune.gb? If you need the ability strength to move the truck to find Mew. And I think <laughs> Thanks, it's Todd. important that you all know that. Got it. Thanks, Thanks Todd. Todd. I was- Thanks Todd. I was concerned that you thought it was push. Well, I, that was my favorite movie from the early 2000s, so I wanted to talk about it. Just that, just that quality content. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back. We are gonna talk about a uh, particular Mario creepypasta, uh, specifically titled Mario. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey everybody, Andrew and Kyle here. Want to remind you that we are doing a an all day marathon stream for Extra Life on November second. Um, we're going to be playing games like Untitled Goose Game, uh, Super Mario RPG, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Um, I might play some auto chess or some Pokemon or something. Hell yeah! We'll see. I'm ready for that auto chess content. We'll see. We'll see what happens <laughs> that day. One of us may be, may very well be a very horrible goose. Oh, we're all going to be very horrible geese. We're going to be being horrible geese together for Extra Life, an awesome charity organization that benefits the Children's Miracle Network. Um, and, and since we are located in Columbus, all of the proceeds that we do, all the donations that we accept, will go to Nationwide Children's Hospital here in Columbus, Ohio. Which would be um, pretty great. Yeah, we're very excited. Um, once again, Andrew, when, when are we doing that? How long are we doing it for? That's a great question, Kyle. It's going to be Saturday, November 2nd. Um, right now, we're thinking 8 a.m. to 8 a.m., um, Saturday to Sunday. And uh, you can see it on twitch.tv slash debate this cast. Again, that's twitch.tv slash debate this cast. Um, again, we're going to be doing a 24-hour stream, so there'll be a plenty of time for you to check in. We look forward to seeing you. Three, two, one. All right, welcome back. Oh, 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> leave it in. We're leaving it in. It's just, it's just Todd's just gonna like singularly clap the rest of the episode like at random intervals. Right. Wait, wait, we'll, wait we'll I got it. We'll mute. We'll mute Todd's channel. Wait, I got it. <laughs> there we go. Hey, that, was that worth it? All right, let's talk about Mario. Okay, we're all right. Done. Now I'm done. Let's talk about Mario creepypastas. There are a lot of Mario creepypastas. Are there, there are a lot of bad Mario creepypastas out there. There are a lot of okay Mario creepypastas out there. I think this one titled just <laughs> Mario. You started that like a kid giving an essay in fifth grade who didn't you know what they were joke. saying. You already made that yeah, joke. Well, you time. did it again. <laughs> this particular creepypasta what go ahead the, the rest of the pot the rest of this episode is just andrew like there there are long creepypastas about mario <laughs> there are short creepypastas there's, about mario. there's an endless number of mario creepypastas there could be two or three or four wait 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 or five, five maybe <laughs> We get, go on. We're done making right. fun of you. Duncan right. on Andrew. It's a podcast within a podcast. <laughs> speaking of speaking of amateur content, uh, we've got this particular creepypasta, which is just called Mario, which I actually I happen to think this is this is a pretty fun one. Um, it's a little wordy, but I think the writing is good enough that I'm going to just I'm just going to read it straight. Um, so the kind of the setup here is this is a hack of Super Mario World, which I imagine you all know. Yes? Yep. Yes? Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. So the user who posted it um, actually runs or ran, I don't know if it's still active, a Super Mario World, like, ROM site, ROM hack site, basically. Hmm. And, and the story was he was posting it as, hey, I found this new hack. Like, this is a thing that I do is look for Super Mario World ROMs, which, like, for those of you that don't know, Super Mario World ROMs are very, very common and very prolific. Um, if you ever heard the term Kaizo Mario, that's where that comes from, that community. So, like, people um, used to make these, like, really, I mean, they still do, but now that Mario Maker exists, uh, they make these really hard versions of Super Mario World. And there's, there's tons of ROM hacks for it. A lot of those old Super Nintendo games are easily, you know, hackable. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that's kind of the setup. So we've got, we've got Adam here as our storyteller. He's talking about finding this particular... Uh, ROM hack. <clears throat> Get some spooky Mario music out. I'll assume that's a yes. Done. It's going. <laughs> Don't you hear it? I, I do hear it. So it all happened on tonight of all nights. I was bored, obviously contemplating what I thought I could do to waste time as I chatted with the people in hashtag SMWC. We had good times and shared a few laughs together. Out of boredom, I decided to patrol the hacks waiting to be moderated section seems that we had quite a bit uh 33 if i recall correctly the first few hacks i saw when i sorted them by date were a couple really horrible ones with bad screenshots to boot naturally uh these hacks ooh, that's a bad sentence naturally showed these hacks to the central lights currently on smwc we were laughing at how bad some of them were but then i got a, a hack called mario just mario all caps the description seemed quite odd as some Japanese hacker was trying to translate the original plot of Mario World into English and not doing very well. Um, I showed this to my friend and he started laughing at the description. It was a different time. Um, it reads as follows. As you play the role of Super Mario Plumber, verify that you are beautiful. Uh, Purun Setsuro again Bowser kidnapped the evil king. It is your job to save her. This hack includes seven, six levels of very long. Wait, hold on. 
You breezed through that yeah, that Japanese was pretty <laughs> impressive. Like way uh, easier than I breezed through Poochie Carrot. Two, two, two things. One, I practiced that. Two, that is definitely not how you say that. Wait, okay, do it well, again. I couldn't. <laughs> you, you were confident enough that I was also convinced. That's so. that's kind of my mo. <laughs> um, obviously, this uh, this particular person dismissed us as someone just trying to act Japanese or release a crappy hack or whatever. Doesn't really matter. Anyway, curious curiosity got the best of me. I decided to download the hack, not knowing what I was in for, since the single screenshot of the hack was just the title screen, but with nothing but the letters Mario from Super Mario World's title. Just literally just Mario, the words Mario, and Mario on a, on a blank platform. Um, I thought it was a little odd how there were no dates or anything, as hackers usually place their names and dates on the titles to mark where the project was started. So when I opened the hack, I was greeted by two files. One called 3007014, a simple .txt file, uh, about 27 kilobytes in size, and the IPS file simply named Mario. I do not know what an IPS file is. Do not ask. Nope. <clears throat> that was me. That was editorializing. Um, for All right, back in the character. For some, odd, for some odd reasons, I wanted to see what the author of the hack had to say. But when I opened the hack in Notepad, there was nothing but indistinguishable symbols and letters and punctuation, sort of like when you open a ROM in a text editor. Um, seems the author just completely copied his ROM to dot .text form, um, though I could be wrong. Um, taking a look, just a bunch of gibberish. Um, I did find a piece of English there. Um, there's some some unintelligible characters, and then it says, "Find me, find me, find me, find me, find me, find me." Yeah. So just a lot of gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I didn't know what to make of this, and I thought it was simply to waste my time uh, by making me find some text in gibber in a gibberish file that no one would be able to make sense of. So I decided, because my interest was growing, I would start looking through my horribly disorganized download folder for a copy of a clean ROM which I had downloaded a great deal of time before the events of Tonight Unfolded. That's a lot of words. Um, so then I proceeded. <laughs> one, one, of the things, one of the things about these creepypastas is like, you know, it's clearly like, these are amateur writers. And, and again, like, I'm not going to sit here and dunk on people who want to write for fun. Like, that's great. Put but things in the world. That's but, amazing. But they don't but have it's editors. like, Yeah, I mean, it's a clear lack of training, lack of, lack of polish, right? It's like, that it's like that writing as a, in a conversational style because right. like we use a lot of you know in conversations we use a lot of dead ends and and un, and fragmented sentences and stuff like that so it's just challenging when you're you know it's not how we write um anyway back in uh, i proceeded to move the rom and the patcher to the folder with the hack i patched the rom not knowing what to expect next and i quickly hurried to drag it to zsnes uh to to play what i thought was in was a terrible form of a rom image uh, I noticed on boot up that the author had taken the time to change the header of the hack. Uh, instead of the usual Super Mario World you normally see, it just had the letters Mario. Um, so uh, as the title screen loaded, exactly like it would with Mario World, um, except it just, again, it just had Mario on the title. Um, something else grabbed my interest. Mario's normal, bright colored, happy palette seemed dull. Um, what was once violet-like red was now had a gray tinge with a slight red tint to it. I'm fairly sure his pants were also looking much grayer than normal. Um, regardless, uh, I felt it just seemed something was off. The palette wasn't bad. It was just so the hack was empty, like nothing, something had happened. Um, I pressed start, selected a new file, 
just like a million times below, before, um, I saw the intro screen. Now, the intro screen normally describes the plot. It says, welcome, it's, you, have to, you have to get Bowser, blah, blah, blah. It's just the, the, the one story that you get in Mario World. Um, but this one was a little different. It's, this one read as follows. Welcome, this is Dinosaur Land. In this strange land, we find that Princess Toadstool is missing again. Looks like Mario is at it again. What? <laughs> it just says, what the? Yeah. Uh, this wasn't the original message from Super Mario World. Normally, I wouldn't think anything of this, seeing how nearly two years of, of looking at these hacks, uh, I've seen many thousands of different intro messages. But this one really stuck out. Um, at this point, I definitely knew there was something odd. Uh, I pressed the start button to go to the overworld to begin my journey. And upon entering the overworld, everything seemed normal. Same old level path, same old music, but the level names were different. Instead of Yoshi's house, uh, it was now just simply Yoshi's. The house part was gone. I uh, thought this was strange, but and I began to lose hope in the hack because it seemed like barely had any ch anything had changed at all. Um, but I was hoping to see something new. And unluckily for me, I got my wish. Bom, bom, dun, bom. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> we all have that locked and loaded. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing you do when you open Mario World, you go to Yoshi's house and there's just like the little dialogue box that gives you your tutorial. So he did that. Uh, uh, in this version, it just has the, the dialogue box, just a bunch of ones and zeros. Um, apparently it says notepad in binary and it's signed mm. Yoshi. So at this point, I was on the IRC telling everyone about how the hack was starting to weird me out. Um, which in itself yielded some sarcastic responses. Um, anyway, after this interest level in the hack skyrocketed, uh, and along with my paranoia, oh boy, was I in for a fun surprise. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of editorializing here. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase this um, because this is, this, is, this is a lot as I'm reading. So basically the first level kind of goes through um, key. It's basically blank. So it's the first... Mario level, like everybody has seen it. It's the blue sky with the with the little dragons that are that you can kind of bunk down into an accordion. Um, but all the enemies are gone, so he's just running through. There's just a blank, a blank background. Um, he can the the only thing that's there is some of the platforms and the big dragon coins, the like the the five in every level that you collect. But he like he can't get them. It was just hit, Mario's just going right past them, and he keeps and he keeps saying, you know, he feels like like why is this empty? Why is this empty? Did Mario do something? Did something happen? Like what? What's the what's the story here? Um, so he he keeps going down and hits another message box, and the message box says, "Point of advice: I hate you." Just <laughs> <laughs> very good. Um, and, and there's a couple more of these message boxes, and I think boxes, and I think they're all they're all excellent. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hop back in. Uh, now, I thought things were starting to get the vibe that the author was a twisted and warped individual and that I was right about Mario having done something. At this point, I was basically rushing to get to the end of the level, so I just scurried by, and then I came across another message box. However, this one was just a blank box with point of advice at the top with nothing else into it, in it. I quickly disregarded it and head off further to the right, hoping to free myself of the hell that was once level 105. Um, so there's a couple other things that happen here. There's a fire flower in a block that he can't reach. Like normally there's some blocks that you jump to get to it, uh, but he couldn't get it. So he just kept moving on, beat the level. Um, now, if, again, normally with Mario World, the next thing you go, you can go left and go to the yellow switch palace, which everybody does. Um, so of course he does that as well. Nothing really changed here. Just a couple 
um, name changes. But when you get up to the, the the hill in Yellow Switch Palace, you can kind of, for the first time in the game, you can see the rest of the world. Um, because like when you start the game, all you see is the little Yoshi's Island world, but then you see the the, the rest of the of the map, or at least like the next couple places. Um, but there's nothing there; just a vast ocean. So all that exists is the little Yoshi's Island place. So that's interesting. So he goes back down to level two, which is Yoshi's Island two, um, but this time it's just named Yoshi's House, which is the name of the original place. So, yeah, the first again, interesting level you stop at. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So normally this is where you get Yoshi for the first time, and this is your big tutorial in Mario World. But you have Yoshi, you have this other, you know, um, list of verbs or whatever. Um, this is the really famous one where you have the the row of red Koopas that you can you can kind of play. You get a free one up or a free bunch of ones up one ups when you hit all the Koopas. Um, is he, if you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So yeah. he he enters in the world. And the level looks about the same. It's got the forest background, but everything's kind of like a sickly gray blue color. Um, I think they use like it uses the texture from the ghost forest. Mm. And then the ground is just like a green texture, like a like a pea green. He he then get he goes on to he uh, ignores the trail of Koopas and he goes to the first Yoshi block. So you get Yoshi, and then usually Yoshi says something. Again, that's your little intro to Yoshi. Um, but this time Yoshi says, hooray, thank you for rescuing me. My name is Yoshi. On my way to rescue my friends, Mario trapped me in that egg. That's not canon. That's not that's, how that works. That's interesting. It's not not normal. Not, not yeah. what Yoshi normally says, for sure. Yeah. So he continues on. He, he kind of, he hops on Yoshi and he goes to the level. And again, there are a couple levels, there are a couple enemies in this one, but it's still pretty devoid of bad guys. It's just kind of him just running vert- horizontally. <laughs> um and then he got it, and then we have a new message box. Um, he hits it, and it says, at the top it says, but there's a couple hard returns. Is there anything I can do to change your mind? Weird. About what, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did this even mean? I thought to myself, change my mind? Why would I change my mind about it? What would I change my mind about anyway? Was this about Mario or whatever he did, or about how people were trying to convince him to stop? Was Yoshi talking to me through message boxes? Or is it about me? About me playing the hack, asking me as if the hack was trying to talk to me through message boxes. Either way, whether it was for more backstory, what Mario had done, or if it was questioning my decision to keep going, I decided to keep progressing further because this is a creepypasta and we need to get to the end. <laughs> and that's what we do here. Yes. Uh, so we get another cryptic uh, voice box that says, point of advice, this is the selfish way out. Selfish way out? Was he calling me selfish to continuing to play the hack despite the warnings? And Mario made some sort of selfish decision that only benefited him. There's a lot of conjecture here. There's um, a lot of conjecture. <laughs> yeah, so a lot, a lot of questions are still being asked. Um, there's a point that he talks about hitting a vine where all the like happy smiley clouds are gone, and he feels really sad. That's eh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we're gonna move on. Uh, the next level is Yoshi's Island Three, which now reads as Yoshi's Island Seven. Now, normally this is the one with all the water and there's like a couple of platforms that you're hopping and there you got like the dolphins and whatever. Um, there's no water in this one. So this is just, it's just empty, just vast expanse. And, uh, and while I was going, as he's going through, he, he can make the first jump with Yoshi. The second jump, he has to abandon Yoshi to get the extra, you know, the suicide mm-hmm. lift, right? Yep. And then the last one, it's just too far. And he shoots a little fireball and you can see there's actually ground, like it's, it's bouncing on the ground. So he's just he's just walking. 
walking in clear, clear ground. And then the level just kind of ends, basically. Hmm. So now we get to the next level, which is right before the castle. This next level is just, it opens with a blank background. Um, we're going to see. As I entered, I was welcomed by a solid black background and a blue and gray colored floor. This place seemed frozen, lifeless, and barren. There's nothing in the level save for the gold point. Just a clear stretch of land with nothing else at all. I quickly lost interest and finished the level. This is what seemed like the most empty and creepy level in the game. Though, as you'll read on, it gets far worse. I was going to say, it probably <laughs> gets worse if I know anything yeah. about creepypasta. Um, so with that level beaten, a new path opens up. Yoshi's Island 4 is now just called Leave Now. Just oh. Leave well. Now. This guy is not... Yeah. There's a lot of warnings. This guy would, would not do well yeah. in a horror movie. Nope. Um, ignoring yeah. some red flags. So... Uh, <laughs> So we get a our next our final message box before the castle level. Um, it just says, "You you get if you cut the at the end. If you collect, you can." Oh, um, yep. Very clear. They don't think right. it'd be like it is, but it do. <laughs> but it do. <laughs> it do. Uh, so now we have unlocked Iggy's castle. Um, Iggy's castle, of course, that's your first your final boss for the first world. Um, it's just a fun little castle romp. Um, it usually says number number one Iggy's castle. This time it says number one go back. Hmm. Uh. I sure did feel welcome here. Now my favorite part of this creepy pasta <laughs> is is when he actually puts in hash in uh in brackets sarcasm. sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to be super clear. So I thank you thank you for that editor's note. That that's the pre uh, like SpongeBob meme like alternating capital lowercase letters yep. way <laughs> to. Uh, before that, that's how you had to denote sarcasm. It's it's good stage direction, and I appreciate it for yes. what it is. So, um, the cast the castle. I mean, it looks like a you know it's a castle ass castle. Um, but this one is a little different. It uses some of the same textures from the castles, but it re reuses the bubbly like lava tar. Um, like it's the the lava color, the lava texture, but it's colored like grayish blue. And it's at the top of the level instead of at the bottom. So it's really, it's really weird and unsettling. Ooh. And there's just like, it's just, it's just bare like floor, endless floor, and a couple goalposts, and just a shit ton of message boxes. And all the message boxes are just like, they're just, it's just cut paste, copy paste, copy paste. So he hits the first one and it says, "Don't you think you've caused enough trouble?" Oh, good. Waving red flags. Waving yeah. red flags like a used car dealership. He keeps uh, he keeps hitting them, and it's usually the it's just the same message over and over and over again. Uh, so I'm gonna read this little passage here. There was a door in which I entered. I was welcomed by nothing but a small section of land, and at that the level was auto scrolling. So I figured that this must be the end. That the author wanted me to jump in the pit and commit suicide or something, thus ending my journey. I was wrong. The auto scroll pushed me over the ledge, and I was still walking. Unfortunately. The whole level was nothing but a long stretch of invisible land to another small piece of land just big enough for a boss store to fit. The autocroll scrolls came to a stop and I prepared for the worst. I gathered my composure, swallowed some of the spit in my mouth, and took a deep breath. I entered. Really, really painting that picture. That's a, yeah, some, good, good. some good editorial details. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, of course, nothing but a normal Iggy boss. I felt cheated in a way, though I was happy to think it was finally over. I defeated Iggy with two jumps effortlessly which was actually the quickest I'd ever beaten him before. 
after he fell in the lava, the course clear message popped up as usual. And there's a little a little mini cutscene where Mario comes out. He pulls a little a little cartoon plunger, and the castle is destroyed. And we don't talk about how the inhabitants are just blowed to smithereens, but it's totally fine because it's Mario. Yay! Um, <laughs> now instead of the usual message, I was shown something disturbing and vastly different, like a profile for the scene of a crime. It it is as follows. Victim number one, eyeballs were unable to be found. The victim was found lying on her carpet. Causes of death unknown. Handmark with unidentifiable fingerprints were found all over the corpse. Oh. Okay. That's not what that screen usually says. That's This is familiar. Have I read Hmm. this before? Go on. (laughs) Maybe maybe you are. Sorry. Uh, so we more, more conjecture. Who is this person? Why are we talking about a crime? Was this Princess Toadstool? Was this Mario's doing? Was this what the author was trying to tell me? Anyway, moving on. Um, now, normally, again, you would go to Donut Plains, which is, which is the next world. You go to Donut Plains 1. Um, but instead of going to Donut Plains 1, you just go into this vast expanse. It's just uh, just an endless sea. And uh, you see a little a little message that says, there's no way out of here. Or actually, sorry. You, he accessed Donut Plains 1, which is the last level you could go. It's like a little bridge to nowhere. And you see the little level icon. And then he comes, in, he comes into Donut Plains 1. And then there's just a little black box text that says, There's no way out of here. Fly away. I found it quite strange that both message boxes were contradicting each other. One was telling me that there was no way out of this accursed hell. And the other was telling me that if I could fly away, I could be free. Though I saw no feather or enemies to grab one. Was this telling me I could either rise up and go to heaven or stay in hell forever, wallowing in despair? Oh, that's quite a he's making a, It's a big stretch saying that it says if you fly away, it'll be free. We've got a real it philosopher just says on that. Fly hands. away. This guy. Uh, so this he, guy. He, uh, he, he starts running because there's no cape, or there's cape to fly or anything. Um, but just like before, um, there's, there was invisible uh, floor until he kind of gets stuck. And then hits a wall, and there's really nothing else he can do. All of a sudden, he hears a pipe sound, and Mario goes down a pipe. Um, I was then taken to a level with a black background, stone blocks for ground, and a small door. Um, I was then immediately given a mushroom to prevent me from entering it. So I proceed. To, so I proceed further to see if there's some Mario Maker shit here. This is some Mario <laughs> Maker shit, yeah. Yeah. So I proceed further to see if there's anything else in the level. I found that the room was nothing but a long stretch of concrete blocks and doors that were too small for me to enter because of the mushroom. It's obvious that the author didn't want me going through any of them or I wouldn't have gotten a mushroom in the first place. As I proceeded, I found myself at a dead end. Since there was nothing left for me to look at, I tried to go right again, and it worked. I went through the brick wall. Uh, It acted like a pipe, and I did a little pipe animation that looked like I was going into the darkness. I was then taken to a small room with what seemed like a pit and a wall. I jumped down the pit, seeing as there was no other option, um, though I found that the bottom of the pit was solid. I tried pressing down in a bunch of areas, it worked before, uh, until I came across a pipe. Mario slowly did the pipe transition downwards off the screen. Expecting another level, I waited, but there was no more, just a black screen. I was unable to continue, unable to pause, unable to exit the level or move. There was nothing, nothing at all. This was the video game representation of death. A crash. Mario had died. Oh. All right. There's that dramatic creepy yeah. pasta writing. Got it. That's anticlimactic. Well, after after playing, I, I think I finally understand what was happening. Hey, let's hear it. I believe Mario was atoning for his actions. There it is. Eventually being plummeted into a hell that looked exactly like the Yoshi's Island, where he was lost to the grip of, grip of death forever. 
I was finally done playing and quite relieved at that. The nightmare was over. That's <laughs> 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 oh, very good. Activity the, on the IRC seemed to be back up again. I, uh, this kind I, of uh, unsettling game is the nightmare. The nightmare. Is over. Yeah, it's very good. Go on. I, I quickly shared my tales with the rest of the SMWC and typed this documentation of it. If you feel daring enough, you too can witness my tale firsthand. Remember, guys, it's only a hack. It can't hurt you. Or can it? But, uh... Okay, so there is something that I actually really, really like, and it's not really anything to do Most with... <laughs> well, and it's not anything to do with all the setup. It was that, like... So that, that line in there that um, I believe Mario was atoning for his actions, eventually being plummeted into a hell that looked exactly like Yoshi's Island. Just the visual image of Mario plummeting into something draws parallels <laughs> to like Mario abandoning Yoshi into a pit. Yeah. And like, yeah. That's, that's like, really interesting. Yeah. Like for that, I'm really cool with this. <laughs> Everything else is just like, oh, well, yeah, all right. I mean, there, there's a nugget of, of interest interest here. Like, yeah. I think there's some cool things that they do. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Matt. Oh, uh, no, I just, I thought it was cool. Um, while you were reading that, I found a binary translator. And it is indeed, uh, that binary translates to notepad. Notepad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. So I will say what one thing that the audio format, you know, obviously doesn't allow for, for these stories is a lot of these creepypastas have really good visual uh, com- uh, accompaniment, right? So... Um, whether it was done intentionally or like we talked about before, fans do it afterward. Um, people will often make hacks that, you know, emulate all of these things. So someone Match the creepy pasta. Exactly. Yeah. So we've got a rum hacker here and that and that's really what what seals the deal is the images. And like I when I when I, I watched this on YouTube and there was a video right of the of the gameplay. And I think there are some cool things. I think seeing the message boxes and and seeing it subvert that way is always interesting i think you know like it's the little things like when you see really small text that's not justified or that's kind of like off center um again that's not like i'm not gonna like shit my pants but it, it it's a little unsettling right it, yeah. it's it's uh it's it's um what's the word um it's just it's not what you would imagine it's eerie. right it's yeah it's, yeah it's disassociative is what i was yeah yeah i like the the images that go with it i like the idea mm-hmm. of the the like text boxes and the the different titles like telling the story it's just kind of the extra commentary from the oh, author yeah. is like it's a lot it's yeah. un it's unneeded it's just like let yeah. let your let your images and your rom hack speak for themselves guy like yeah <laughs> there, i uh, i definitely did paraphrase a lot of that but i wanted to get some of that good good color in there yeah um, yeah but i definitely recommend i mean if you're interested if anyone out there interested in creepypastas there's a huge community um there's a really there's a lot of good youtube channels yeah um where, where were we gonna say matt oh i was just gonna say like speaking of images what is this like nightmare hellscape picture that you yeah, posted? yeah yeah that's yeah. terrible so, that's kind of that's in the section called the aftermath. The aftermath. <laughs> um, so I way back at the beginning I mentioned there was a, T, a TXT file. Um, so I, I guess they the the story is he, the guy tries to convert it the TXT file back into a JPEG, um, and most of the result was not viewable except for this little like whatever the fuck it kind of looks like gigas like from the end of earthbound it does it definitely has like big gigas vibes but it's mm-hmm. like it kind of looks like a face but it's you know really pixelated i got really low I got res the, 
the moon from Majora's Mask Ooh, was what yeah. I picked up yeah. on. But mm. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's cool. Um, we'll upload it. Uh, hopefully, I can get a maybe I can get a higher res image. I uh, will upload it um, to the images. If it'll, I would imagine it'll be it'll probably be the episode image. If not, <laughs> yeah, it's real terrible. Yeah, if, if not something silly, Todd finds. If not, if not yeah. something silly, Matt. Matt, will you do some research after we finish and see if like a recreation of this is uploaded anywhere on like Super Mario Maker? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll oh, see if I can nice. track it down. Because <laughs> that seems cool. like something someone would have done. Yeah, should have done. And if it's not, then we can do it, and um, everyone will find out about our podcast through the connection to this weird creepypasta that everyone knows about, right? This is it's yeah. so super the most popular thing ever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, all right, any, any other closing thoughts? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I don't think I could uh, sum up October better than <laughs> Spencer. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to Debate This. Uh, please follow along with the arguments uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast. Check out our website at DebateThisCast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Can more people he- more people can hear all of this absolute nonsense? So, Spooktacular Express, it's a rolling, it's a rolling, baby. Next train week, kept a rolling all night. Train long. kept a rolling. Uh, insert more train sounds here. Um, <laughs> next week. Spectacular Express is making a stop at Matt's favorite station, Ghost Rider. Yeah, Ghost Rider! Finally. It's it's finally happening. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about Ghost Rider and uh, Mario Kart. Two things that I love very much. It goes really well. (laughs) The, yeah. <laughs> the answer, the answer may surprise you. We're hoping we're hoping after we do this episode, Matt stops bugging us about Ghost Rider for a few weeks. For at least a few weeks. Yeah. Hopefully a few weeks. God, I mean, he gets an, he gets a reference in there. It's it's like a bell. He gets it's every time. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it made sense in my head. I'm very tired. Is it like a pet where you go in with like a Pavlov thing? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. That's kay. it. No, right, don't well, don't throw yeah, in the life preserver. So after, Kyle. after that, after that amazing Todd, reference, Todd, we we dump on Andrew a lot. I think <laughs> I just wanted to help him. Everybody just, gets one. I Thanks, feel Kyle. so bad for him. <laughs> All right, with that, uh, until next time. I'm Andrew Henderson. I'm Matt Pavlov's Ghost Rider Cole. I'm Todd Poochie Carrot Thomas. Oh, Todd took the good one. <laughs> Suck it. I'm Kyle Spuds Adventure uh, Notepad. Kyle Notepad Harper. (laughs) We're saying thanks for debating with us, and if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. But like spooky swing sets. (laughs) The spooky, scary swing sets. They creak in the wind. They also have a wrong hack. (laughs) 